Welcome to Disrespectfully Agree with Oatman and LJ. I am LJ. Across from me is Oatman. What's good, everybody? This week we're going to talk about The Homesman, 2014 film directed by Tommy Lee Jones, co-written by Tommy Lee Jones, based on a novel by Glendon Swartout. Based on a novel. (laughs) (laughs) Stars Tommy Lee Jones, Hilary Swank, Grace Summer, Miranda Otto, Sonia Richter. We got John Lithgow, Tim Blake Nelson. Meryl Streep has a little co- cup of coffee in his bad boy. Yeah, and James Spader with he's a good. He's great. horrendous Irish accent. Oh, uh, he's great. <laughs> he's great. He's great. I mean, he's Spader. <laughs> oh, he's great. A, li- a little Spader goes a long way. It really does. It when is boy. But that accent, oh, oh I love man. It. This is what I love about it. This is what I love about Spader in general. When he makes a choice, he makes a choice. I guess so. He, go, he goes all in. Like, I, I hate when I when you have a bad accent and you can tell that the actor is tiptoeing around the but accent. They, he, dedic- he was dedicated. <laughs> he, was, he was locked in. Yeah, he sounds like the Lucky Charms. Uh, It's not even that. Like it, yeah. It's not even. It's you know. I had to do. I had to do a show with a Scottish accent, and for the longest time, I thought it was great. And it took the honesty of a child. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like three months in to be like, "Mm." no, that's bad, dude. No, (laughs) it was was bad. I'll grant you that. Brief synopsis from the IMDb's. Three women who have been driven mad by pioneer life are to be transported across the country by covered wagon by the pious, independent-minded Mary B. Cuddy, who in turn employs low-life drifter George Briggs to assist her. Oatman, what'd you think? I loved it. All right, my turn. (laughs) No, I really enjoyed it. You know, I got this thing with westerns, um, especially modern, more modern westerns. I could sometimes just take a look, and I don't know why this is, but this is a real thing. I think I could sometimes look at the set and costume design, and I can almost instantly tell if I'm going to like the western or not like the western, because there are these two different um, schools of thought. Like you get some of these westerns where, as soon as you see the western, you can tell that they took almost no time to create a realistic world or the grittiness that comes with that. And those are usually the ones that are awful. And then you get these other ones that come like, And then you get the good ones like the Lone Ranger. Oh, my God. The Lone Ranger is a great example. We just look at the set design and you're like, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> or or the quick in the dead. I mean, as soon as you look at that set design and the costumes, you're like, they're not taking this seriously. The costumes are all right. They kind of weren't. I mean, they, they were. I don't remember it that well, though. I do. And they were very slick and clean. Yeah, maybe you're right. I love those ones where they, I mean, they really show the sort of the bare desperation of, and I, it's weird for me to say this as a black guy, but of our forefathers, of what, what, what times were really like, how gritty it was, you know, people who only bathed, well, they were lucky once a month. We'll, we'll try and start off as spoiler free as we can before okay. we get into spoilers. And I guess maybe some content warnings. There's some horrible violence to women oh. in this movie. You, you know want that. to talk about the bleakness of the old West? Holy crap, does this movie have oh. that on display? Oof. Big time. My God. There are some scenes here, man, that are just haunting. Like Mm. when you have the one lady and he's having sex with her standing up. 
and she's almost just gone. He's literally not even acknowledging her as a human being. I mean, that is such a yeah the, the, disturbing scene. Um, the movie is, in a sense, one big metaphor for women being literally driven crazy. I mean, and being driven to uh, desperation. I mean, and they're treated from kind of in the sense in what you just in, in the example you just gave, and also after they've gone mad, like cattle. Yeah. Essentially, just well, animals. Well, 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 actually, no, because in the setting that we're in, cattle is prized. I guess so. <laughs> they they are treated far below cattle. They're treated as no value. The second that they lose their mind, they're disposable. Like yeah. cattle would actually have some some you know some value to to some of these guys. Tough film, and it's uh, and I will say this: if you, instead of having a um, a spoiler warning, this thing needs a trigger warning because there's so much sure. uh, violence towards women and 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 really really disturbing scenes, and they stay with you. I mean, they yeah. stay with you after the piece, which I guess is the hallmark of really good art because there are a couple scenes, and this thing I can't wipe out of my head. I can still visualize them. They were so horrible. Yeah, we're going to have to get into spoilers. But first, let me get your take on this. I guess I, I, I'd forgotten this, but I, I look back at some stuff, and apparently people were talking about this movie as kind of a feminist Western. And I can see most of the argument for that. There, the explicit message, I think, is is there. You can make that argument, the argument you're making um, for that. The, the one I'm not so sure about, there seems to be an implicit message in here that I'm not sure. I, I haven't really been able to wrap my head around how I feel about it yet. But there seems to be an implicit message about the three women. Now, horrible things have happened to them. Just yeah. awful. But now I'm not a scientician. I don't know exactly how the brain works and madness works. But the implicit message seems to be that normal women in this circumstance are not capable of of maintaining their sanity their their brains aren't up to that challenge whereas the men maybe it's because they're just not humane enough can just move along but it, it seems like there's again I, I have not fully formed this but there seems to be this weird implicit message that women are inherently weaker hmm. at least mentally not up to the task which i'm not sure was the intention but it seems to be in some way, the effect that I came away with. I guess that's an interesting point. I never, I never viewed it in that way. I, um, huh, that's interesting. I didn't take it that way. I, I could see that interpretation. That's a fair interpretation. It really is. I didn't take it that way. I think part of it was, to me, the, one of the most interesting um, pieces of this this film was that they didn't just give us these three women who had gone insane, but they gave us Cuddy. And not only did they give us Cuddy, but they gave us a little bit of her preamble. You know, that first scene of her in the cabin. Yeah, what, who is, this was uh, Mary B. Cuddy, yeah. Yeah, she, Mary B. Cuddy, who is the Hilary Swank character, mm -hmm. when she reaches out to sort of this young itinerant young man who's, you know, come come to her house to have dinner. She, and I make it clear that she is, you know, she's refined, she's educated, she yeah. she loves music, and she's good at what she, you know, that's her farm, and she runs yeah. it. She's relatively successful from what we can tell. And then there's this guy who's coming over for dinner who's not refined. Exactly. He's not a, He's clearly a not at, at her level, but because she looks quote unquote plain. And she's bossy. And she's, and she's bossy. She is not marriageable. And so when, what, what, one of the most fascinating things to me was contrasting her against the, the women. So it was one of those things where, 
this really strong character, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately as we get to the end, and I don't know if we want to get into spoilers. Yeah, let's get in. This is your spoiler warning. We're about to transition into spoilers. Last chance. Warning. Well, essentially what happens is, to, to, to give you a little a little bit of before, um, they have to transport these women across uh, really barren land back east to essentially go to a crazy home. Uh, yeah, it's run it, by a religious uh, yeah, family. Yeah, run by a religious family. And the, the husbands of the women have to draw lots to figure out who has to transport the women. And this was, in, this was upsetting because all three men, one man just walks out. One husband walks out. The other two are just like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah, but they draw at least. They do. They draw. But he 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 walks out and says, I'm not doing it. You know, screw her. Uh, whatever. Yeah. And so Cuddy takes his place. Yeah. And then they draw and Cuddy wins or loses, depending on how you look at that. She loses. <laughs> well, she loses and decides to transport these women. Uh, and the men are just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Cool. So they transport these women across the territory, and she runs into the Tommy Lee Jones character, who's about to be lynched because he's kind of a bit of a low life. And yeah, she, he uh, clean jumped. Yeah, he claimed jumped and was about to be hung for his trouble. She saves him and says, okay, as, as long as you come with me, I'll pay you some money at the end of this journey, such and so on. And he, and they go out on this adventure. But what was amazing was those scenes in which we see her taking care of the ladies and taking care of the woman. It was just such a unique story. I hadn't seen it. It is very, yeah. Hadn't seen in a while. And, and, and we have this really strong woman who we kind of see as this protagonist. And, you know, pretty, pretty soon in, we lose her in a sense. I mean, cause by the, when she dies, we have a. We lose good, her at the act three break. But yeah, the, once we go, go from act two to act three. Yeah, she's gone. Essentially what happens is she throws herself at this, another guy who's below her station. He kind of rejects her in a way, but has sex with her. And then the next moment when she, morning when he wakes up, she's hung herself. And, and I that, did find that shocking. That was very shocking because she was such a strong character. It's, it's the kind of, yeah, it was such a bummer to lose her, but it was also one of those shocking moments that when you, like, as soon as it happens, you're like, oh, okay, I, the, the pieces were there. Yeah, and, and it almost is like, boy, if that character couldn't make it yeah. in that setting, it, it just tells you how bleak it was. Just how hopeless. How hopeless, because she was such a strong character. When she hangs herself. You don't know what to make of it. It's like... What? And it really shocked me. I mean, it, it caught me off guard. And then we realized really in the film that the real protagonist is really Tommy Lee Jones. We're going by a more traditional standard of what a protagonist is. He has the bigger arc. He has the change in the end. Uh, he takes the hero's journey more so than. Yeah. Uh, which also I, makes it weird to call it a feminist Western, but. Absolutely. Which is weird. But yeah, it was, it was interesting. I, I mean, it was just one of those things where sometimes things have a value just because you haven't seen it done that way before. And when you, when I've seen so many, as somebody who really loves the Western genre and you have so many Western, Westerns that go by the numbers, this very much has to take its place up there, although it's not as good as this film, but it has to take its place up there with the unforgivens of the world, of that vision of the West of being a place that really sort of suffers no fools. Sure. It's, one, it's one of those kind of Westerns where nobody really gets off easy. Nobody, no. you know. <laughs> there, there, there was a great, you know, one of the things that was interesting to me about it is once we get to civilization, Tommy Lee Jones very cleverly reminds us, no. The first thing we see when he gets into town is a cart with slaves on it. 
being transported. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not good here. And and when she he gets to, and this I thought also was clever, Grace Gummer's mom. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, thank you. Uh, Meryl Streep is just this lovely woman. And you're and like, she, oh, it's Meryl Streep. And, you know, she, he hands out, he's very kind to the, uh, you know, Tommy Lee Jones is very kind to the, the three I know, women. I know what you're about to and say. And he gives her the thing and he walks back out and says, you know, you can, you know, if it helps, you can have the, this cart and the horses to sell for charity yes. and so on. And she's like, oh, bless you, bless you. Okay, get out this of here. Is not, not, now, get, get your skidaddle. skanky ass out yeah. of here. Yeah. It was yeah. a subtle change. It was a subtle change. I but was it like, was so harsh. But it, it was something to the effect of, you can go now. You can go. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> get, it, was, it was just like, all right, now I can't have you around here. Exactly. You are, and, and even it's even followed up. I think one of the um, people when he's at the table, he goes to the the he, card game. Yeah, and I think the line is something around, uh, "You are not respectable people" or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And and I'm like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah he he doesn't belong there. He just he you know he's he bought the clothes and. It's, you can't change the, the clothes don't make the man. Not at all. Not at all. They see right through it. Yep. And the to make things white, even. The poor white trash on him is, is emanating off of him in, <laughs> in layers and layers and layers and they pick up on it. Yep. Uh, it, it was really interesting. That scene when he's on the boat and it's the last scene of the, of the film and he's basically drifting or he's basically drifting off the shore. And he's doing that old man, yeah, that old the Western man. dance, you know, <laughs> the, old, the old prospector, the super awkward dance. prospector dance. And 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 they're they're on the shore, and he's shooting at them, uh, sort of derisively, and then gently the headstone that he's picked out for Cuddy is kicked off of the boat. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, just so many images. I didn't actually. I had a problem with that. I, w- like I had wished it didn't make sense to me for them to be like. It, it seemed like a deliberate kick. Yeah. That's how it came off. And that made, it was like, mm, I get it that the world is cruel, but that didn't make sense to me. It would make more sense if it was just carelessness. No, I like that it was, I like that it was intentional. Like it's one of those things where on this ship, this little thing has no value. Get it out of here. It, it has no usage. And in the same way that she was cast off in life, it's one big metaphor of how she's like one last person to cast her away. And that's what it's, it felt like a metaphor to I, me. Yeah. Of right. how she was kind of cast out in life. You're right. Like, it just seemed forced. No, I liked it. I, it, don't get me wrong. It wasn't subtle, but, <laughs> but, but I liked it. It was, like, it was like Tommy Lee Jones came in as director. Metaphor. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I, I, I'm going with it. I'm going with it. What did you make of that final scene with, uh, not final, but close to the end, where he, he gives a, those shoes to a, a younger, plain woman? Yeah, that was interesting. And, you know, I love that actor, by the way. Yeah, she's good. She's very good. I, I enjoyed that. She's going to be in that new Bumblebee movie. Oh, jeez. Okay. Excited? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I I don't know. I didn't know what to make of that. She was a – it was one of those weird things where you felt like the the story was petering to an ending. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it peaked again yeah. when she came on the screen. I was like, oh, what's going on there? And and nothing much happens, but there's definitely a peak uh, when she comes on of, of intensity and, and, and interest. 
even though it doesn't really go anywhere particularly. But I thought it was it was fascinating that conversation that he has with her on that bench. Yeah, uh, was very rich and very interesting, and and I found rewarding. Uh, it's like those little moments in this story is what I liked about it. All these fine little moments strung together. I don't know what they all mean, but they were definitely worth the journey. It was, it was very very well done. I I'm not sure about hiring Miranda Otto and Grace Gummer and Sonia Richter to play largely zombie roles where, I mean, I'm not saying they didn't do a good job and I'm not saying it's not hard to do, but it seems like if you're going to hire these people, especially Miranda Otto, it, I think it feels like it's a waste of her talent in some ways. That's not what it felt like to me. It, It felt like a guy saying, Hey guys, I'm directing my first thing. I want to use as many good people to do little cameos, smaller pieces as I can. Yeah, that's get. no cameo. I mean, that's she's there the whole. They're there. All three of them are throughout the movie. Fair point, but I, I'll say um, they're not doing a lot. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I got a feeling that the scenes with them probably got shot pretty quickly. It's not just not a lot going on with those scenes. Mm, uh, maybe. And then there are a lot of scenes in which they're in but not in. Like we see the cart. Because they're in the wagon. Yeah. yeah, they're in the wagon and we don't see. So I think that helped their time commitment. Kind Maybe. Of thing. Maybe, right. And I just think it's one of those things where he just peppered this thing like, you know, come on. Spader doesn't have to come and play some uh What hotel. do you make of him murdering everybody in that house? Yeah, I thought it was a little a little <laughs> <laughs> it was a little over the top. It was a touch over like the top. Like he just killed everybody. And in they that weren't man. that bad, really. I mean, they were. Yeah, they turned away. They turned him away. I mean, it, I guess it's you know. They, but we never see that spark again from him. Like that's the yeah. one time where he gets back at somebody. Maybe it's because he treated the women poorly, and when they treat him poorly, he doesn't take it as badly. I don't know what it is. I don't even think it's that. I just think it's this very bleak world in which what you deserve is not connected to what you get. It's just sure. the, that's the world that we're in that is just brutal. Like, you know, I thought it was kind of funny. Oh, he kind of burned down the house. But then I was like, oh, he murdered them. Like, he just wow. murdered everybody. Yeah, like like that one. Do you, do you, did you catch the one scene where the one person falls out of the window on fire? Yeah, on his way down. I was like, By the way, what a shot. That was a tr- – I mean, it, it's weird to call it a beautiful shot, but it was a beautifully composed it shot. It was. I'm like, that is crazy and you get one, And you're like, oh, I mean, it's lovely to look at. And then, mm. you, of course, you're like – there are all those people up there, and then one guy tries to escape on fire, jumping out the window. Jeez. Oh, man. Yeah, it was really intense. And it was one of those kind of scenes that, again, it shocked me. I mean, I thought he would go back there and, you know, get his comeuppance. And, but that level of brutality, it, outright murder, it, it was shocking. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I loved it. It's a hard movie to love. On paper, like I, when I saw the trailer years ago, and maybe I'd forgotten and, and just looked at like a synopsis online or something, I was like, oh, maybe this will be like a Western, like a slow pace, like Clint Eastwood Western version of Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like, nope, this is no Fury. This is. I love those films in which they're just, uh, there is no good guy, really. I mean, they're just, no. it's just, it's just a bleak world with, ble- where bleak things happen and good people get killed. And I loved it on that, on that level. Thought it was really, really painstaking filmmaking. It seems like every shot is composed like a painting. Like he really, you can feel the director's love of the piece. 
Yeah. Because it's so detailed. So I, I thought it was great. It was, it was better than I thought it would be, to be quite frank. I guess I didn't really have many. It was a Western. I wanted it. It's Tommy Lee Jones. I wanted to see it. It wasn't what I was, ex- I expected. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my, my feelings are mixed. It's good. I, I have a hard time recommending it because of how bleak and depressing it is. Oh, you gotta have somebody see this thing. How many feminist Westerns do you run into? I don't know how feminist it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's feminist. Speaking of feminist Westerns, The Quick and the Dead. Can we talk about oh, that for a second? Must we? <laughs> That's horrid. Sam Raimi joint, that oh, one was. Horrible. And when, uh, spoiler alert for the end of Quick and the Dead, when Sharon Stone shoots Gene Hackman, you know, it's high noon, right? That's how it has to go down. And when she shoots him, the way we know he got shot and the way he knows he got shot is because there's a little beam of light shining through his chest on the ground. It's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's not how light That's works. Not how light works. <laughs> not, so I guess, I mean, you know, say what you want about how silly that movie is. It's just like, no, that was the last straw. You did, you just broke it. <laughs> they, they finally pushed you, you over You did the it. Edge. That was it. <clears throat> well, there, there's another movie that deals with women in Westerns that is... Uh, Coyote Ugly. <laughs> no, not Coyote Ugly. Oh. Although that is good. This one is uh, also on Netflix. Back to the Future 3. And it's called Godless. That's, oh yeah, that's, that's another the show though, right? Series. Well, I, yeah, I, I would call it a telenovel. It, it's a series, but it, it really plays like a novel. In fact, many of the couple of the uh, actors said the very same thing. Like uh, they don't believe it's going to come back because it's more like a novel. It's like a uh, a lonesome dove, uh, not of that quality. I mean, what what tops lonesome dove, right? I mean, one who, of the great. Who you that- talking to? You son of a bitch! You I got the uh, I got the VHS. <laughs> oh, a lonesome dove is just amazing. I mean, just amazing. It's not that, but it's good. It's very good. Jeff Bridges is outstanding. There are a couple scenes in this thing that just blew me away. I guess we have to watch that. I have watched it. I'm I waiting get- on you to get your act together, Mister, and check it out. I think you'll actually, this is always fraught territory with you. I think you might like it. I'm a little busy watching DC animated movies. Okay, I'm just saying if you get get a moment, there's some really interesting pieces in there. And I hear there's going to be a new Harley Quinn TV series animated version. I'm going to have to watch that, so. And then there's The Good Place. Yeah, uh, boy. I'm glad I watched that before all the spoilers started. Like, they've done a lot of promotion for the season yeah. three of the good place and the, everybody's spoiling the hell out of season two and i'm glad i watched it before that happened wonderful because i loved that surprise oh it was wonderful it was wonderful wonderful and i don't know where they got that guy from he is outstanding which one cheaty oh cheaty sure cheaty i've never seen him before me neither i i like <laughs> a, who's the other guy and the girl uh what's her name the tall lady um uh indian sister yeah, she, she is she plays tahani very good very good i mean you know when you see ted dancing you're like okay ted grant dancing is great yeah uh, same thing with the lead person oh Kristen, what's her name um bell yeah Kristen bell okay she's good i mean you know you know these people are good but these other people yeah. that they filled in the cast with they're outstanding the, uh, and i love the devil guy the other demon which one uh well the two of them i love the judge yeah he's good he's good and i love the and, uh, was adam scott is that his name i think the darker hair one. can't remember his name they're just they're just magnificent and I, i'm always appreciative of people who can build a world out of heaven 
That's so interesting to me. Yeah. There's so much iconography around and so much of an idea of what the afterlife should or shouldn't be to actually build a convincing world in that space. That's good stuff. I love defending your life. That was outstanding. Great one, Albert Brooks, baby. Oh yeah, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you, you don't. Also, Meryl Streep. Yep, outstanding. I love that. I love the lovely bones. I thought that was well done. I've heard that's a film. The film is horrid. Oh, I've heard that's a book. The book is amazing. The film is horrid. Okay. With Mike Marky Wahlberg as the father. I, oh. I wanted to throw a brick at the screen. Well, um, like in the book, the father is kind of this paunchy. You know, suburban dad. Well, and, and, of course, it's Mark Wahlberg in the film. What do you mean? He doesn't lift? like a- <laughs> No. He doesn't have a six-pack. Like huh. he, he's this kind of, kind of paunchy, borderline alcoholic, you know, like a dad who's grieving, and then you, we get Mark Wahlberg. Come on. Yeah, it's Hollywood, man. Stop it. It's better. Stop it. Improved. What's the guy who's the comedian uh, who doesn't curse? Uh, Jim he, Gaffigan? This is why we're friends. You, you've learned <laughs> to just read. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan is what her dad looks like. Okay. That's who the, That's who should be her dad. He'd be good in that movie. Oh, he'd be great in the movie. I didn't see it, but I imagine. Yeah, he'd be great in the movie. He's kind of a Jim they'd Gaffigan. Never, they'd never cast him. Yeah, they wouldn't cast him. It's Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, all right. Well, which one's better? That or the happening on Mark Wahlberg performances. <laughs> We're rating Wahlberg performances. Which way are you going? Him as a math school teacher who's <laughs> running away from wind Oof. for two hours? <laughs> or lovely bones? By the way, the, the bad guy in the happening is wind. Wind and water. <laughs> Was water a thing? I think it was. Uh, I think that I think I'm thinking of the. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. I'm thinking of the um, uh, whatever the baseball one uh, where he had the bat swing away. Yeah, Which signs. Yeah, signs. You're right. I'm thinking of the Mel Gibson opus. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. He's running from wind all day. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, that, and wind goes pretty slow. Yeah, <laughs> like they they take great pains to show the grass a swaying. And it's getting, it's like when an explosion happens, I got to run away from the explosion. And it's always just real slow. That was an M. Light Shyamalan joint, right? Oh, yeah. You got to love M. Night. No, that, I don't. That. Yes, you do. Not anymore. Yes, you do. He goes in. I love it. He, uh, goes, he goes for it. When I saw, I saw that years after it came out and I watched a bunch of the, there was like a featurette on the thing. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, I'm going to see what went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> What what happened? What the hell went wrong? And the featurette, it it, it was probably like a promotional thing for HBO or something. And everybody, like the producers and all kinds of people were talking, and M. Night were all talking about how this was so exciting because it's his first R-rated film. He's going hardcore on this one. And I watched it. I was like, this, wait, that was rated R? (laughs) I could not believe that thing was rated R. And I'm like, Why? It's like, oh, because of that scene with the shotgun. Like, that thing? That's what? Yeah. I, like, that was, that was their selling point. It's like, this is hardcore R-rated M. Night Shyamalan. He's going for it. One of my favorite filmmakers. And it was undeserving of an R rating. It seemed like they gave it an R rating for promotional reasons. And uh, the film was garbage. He has such an amazing body of work. You just got to... <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're not listening to each other. No, I'm saying you gotta give this guy credit. He's got an amazing body of work. He has a body of work. No, he has a good one. He has a good one. He just one of those guys that, uh, he remind, you know, he reminds me a lot. He puts me in the mind of, um, Kevin Costner. Amazing body of work. 
And when when Costner's bad, he's real he's bad. bad. When he when he goes bad, he goes all the way. But I still enjoy like like Robin Hood is awful. It, I mean, it's it's beyond it's, awful. Yeah. To be fair, he didn't direct that one. Yeah, but he's in it, and it's deeply awful. Uh, Waterworld is deeply awful. The yeah. Postman is deeply awful. But, but I, I kind of like those movies. Yeah, but they're bad though. I mean, they're I respect. Bad. I respect you liking them. I, and they do have a certain not quality. water, not Waterworld. Water, Waterworld's bad. I can't watch that one. It's but, bad. But there's something about the Postman. Yeah, it's terrible. It's but terrible. There's something about it, it does have a certain charm to and, it. I admit it. I admit as, it. And as bad as Robin Hood is, <laughs> it's <laughs> got Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And it's got it's bad though. It's got Snape. And my my only point is what's his name? Snape. I forget. I'm breaking blanking on his name. Yeah, I know you're talking about. He's him. great. I, I, my only point is you have those, but then you also have these other movies like Untouchables and Dances with Wolves. Uh, one of his most underrated movies that I think is uh, Love of the Game is one of his best movies, which is about baseball. I mean, yes, yeah, that's the Sam Raimi film. Great, great film. Love that film. It's basically about a guy pitching a no hitter, and he bl- and him uh, sort it's a lot of, of flashbacks. Yeah, flashing back about this love affair that he's had with this woman who has a daughter. Wonderful film. And he has those, you know, he has those stickers, and he has a good one. M Night is like that. He has, you know, for every signs, you know, he has, you know, a village. <sighs> Stop it. Six cents. A lady in the water. Uh, the uh, devil. I can't vouch for that one. I'm Wonderful s- film. Unbreakable is great. Six Sense is great. Devil is a wonderful film. That's what I got for you. I got those two. Alan Rickman was the guy I was thinking of, by the way. Oh, Alan Rickman. And I really, and I, even though you didn't like this film, I thought the one, um, what is it, Split? Split. I thought that was a very good film. I, it's not that I didn't like it. It's fine. Very, very good. Very good filmmaking. I like that film. And oh, that's a pretty good, it's pretty decent. Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, come on. That's just unfair. You didn't even have to bring that up. That's just being mean. <laughs> the show was great. <laughs> it was yeah, like that. he took he took what was a great animated show. Yeah, I know it was awful. It was awful, and he turned it into mush. It was bad. It was bad. But he's a he's a guy who has a very definite vision, and he has a very definite style. I you know I I'm I don't really. I don't dislike the man. I, it, when he makes a good film, I'm I, I'm on his side, and I hope to God that he doesn't screw up glass. Oh man, he better not. <laughs> he better not. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait. And with that, check us out on the iTunes Music Store, the Apple Podcast thing, Google Play, and check out our website, Disagree podcast.com and we also have a we started a new channel on youtube it's taken a while to get all the episodes up there after render out the videos and upload them so uh it's a little slow going on there but we're getting our episodes up on youtube if you prefer to consume your entertainment there and with that we look forward to talking at you next week bye peace and chicken grease <laughs>